0: You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day.
1: Welcome back, folks. This is Mark Bird and you are now tuned in once again to another episode of Time to Revive. Joining me remotely today is a good friend of mine. His name is Tom All, and he is coming to us from Lima, Ohio. Tom, welcome to the program.
0: Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you having me. I, I we pray that the Lord's going to be here and. He leads our discussion, right?
1: Yeah, that's for sure. That is absolutely true. And and those listeners that have listened before or tuned in fairly regularly, you'll know that I say this a lot. Like I just simply pray each week and I say, Lord, what guest can I have on that will encourage the listeners? Not condemnation, no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus, as Romans 8 1 says, but that they would be encouraged to actually reach out, step out, take a leap of faith, if you will, Tom, and share the gospel, share the good news with others around us. Tom, as we kind of dive into this today, as I prayed about this particular episode as well, I felt like the Lord said to talk about discipleship in a community. Tom, you've lived in the Lima community for Many years, right?
0: I have, yeah. It's uh, sixty years. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's we awesome. I came
0: from Worthington originally, Columbus. Area, oh, way back when I was a kid. Okay. But uh, anyway, yeah, I came to know the Lord along the through uh, business here, hardships and and challenges of marriage and a very very challenging marriage. And yet, we're still married. It'll be forty nine years here soon.
1: Wow, so, that's awesome. So uh, God's
0: been faithful. We have four girls and. Uh, I'm just indebted to him too much, so much because of who I am. You know, I want to be his servant, yet I so much often go off my own direction.
1: (laughs) You know, yeah. And Tom, you'll find that uh, so many of us are feeling the same way about the same type of thing. And so when you start to talk about evangelism and now discipleship, and as we've kind of turned the page, and started into this new series of evangelism and discipleship as a lifestyle. And Tom, how interesting that is, how you've described that already, just by opening it up and saying, Yeah, man, I've been in, I've been in Lima for a long time and I've faced some challenges. And haven't we all, Tom? Haven't we all? But you know what that tells me, Tom? It tells me that discipleship was a reality in your life. Even though you may not have tagged it with a with a churchy name, with a churchy word. You know, discipleship is a is a long churchy name, long churchy word. But what really is it, Tom? It's it's doing life submitted to Christ. Tom, can you talk about your life with Christ a little bit?
0: Oh wow. Well, it goes, you know, when I got saved, I was we went to our, our church. Which was was not a uh, evangelical church at all. But anyway, there was a gentleman doing a Bible study on Romans, and and they were it was very controversial. Everybody in the church they were saying they wanted to throw him out because these people, the, this guy had they actually told people they were sinners. Well, it was controversial. So I, you know, I was in that young age where I was anything controversial, I want to hear about it. So anyway, it started there uh, with, you know, they threw him out of the church. And we ended up doing a Bible study at our house. So there's where the discipleship to us started. We had a very difficult marriage. If I'd come home a few minutes late, I'd get, you know, we'd get into an argument. Anyway, it was very difficult. And one night we had a very bad argument. And this man came over at 1 o'clock in the morning, sat us down, and said, we're going to do Bible study every week. And I want you to read... James, the book of James, every day. I want the whole book read. I want all five chapters read. And uh, I want you to uh, do this religiously every day. And uh, so that's where, you know, he was discipling us. What an amazing thing. He was stuck with us through thick and thin. And, uh, man, there's so many good things in James that, you know, we can take away. The tongue is such a a challenging thing, and especially uh, for me. And for my wife, both of us have struggled. Uh, she's very strong-willed, and we have a business. And you know, when you're in a retail business, you cannot—your hours aren't particularly easy, and they're not—they have to be flexible. And uh, she was from a family that had—you know, the father came home at five o'clock. They had dinner at five thirty, and that's the way it was every day of their life. Well, you know, that's—I came from a family that if you eat it, you might eat at seven, you might eat at nine, you know, whatever the. When business was done, my mom worked in business too. So anyway, it was, uh, so we started with discipling, discipleship program of at through James. And it really, you know, so to me that was, that gentleman was the ultimate discipler because, you know, bottom line is it's the love and caring for those that were, that God has put in our path. Am I a good discipler? No, I'm sorry I'm not. I like to share the gospel when I get my gums up. I'm a Gideon member, and the Gideon Bible has the, the path to salvation in the back, you know, back two, two pages. And, and I, when, I'm using a, when I'm assigned to do that type of thing, I, I enjoy it. But just on the, on the outskirts, one of the best things I have seen is this Revive Ohio program where, you know, we just come up and ask people, if we can pray for them. And it's so interesting that I've seen in that, if you just do that, I know it's, you know, to me, it's out of your comfort zone. And it is mine. But if I get my dunder up and, and there's times when people come into my office and you know, God's brought them here, you know, (laughs) right, and you better get to it. You know, you better get to it. And uh, so, you know, we start with a prayer. That's so much better than trying to jump all over him uh, with the you know, praying to bring the gospel up. And of course, you know, Jesus always comes up during that time of prayer. So I, you know, ask people to pray. To me, if we can pray for somebody, it just automatically leads into other things. As you've seen, Mark, I'm sure so many times with your program, you're, you're so good at that program. But uh, those Gideon little New Testaments that, People hand out. Grab one of those whenever you have an opportunity, and look at the back. It has the you know the, the plan of salvation in the back. That's sure a good tool anybody can use to share the gospel with somebody. And of course, those are New Testaments usually, and uh, easy to get right into those New Testaments. John's awesome. I just love Matthew anyway, and, and the Psalms are great. You know, one day I had a Dylan come to me, and you know, I was complaining about. Business was tough and things were tough, and and he said, "Well, look around here. What you have so much to be thankful for? Isn't it time you thank God instead of always complaining?" And I thought, "Wow, that was powerful. That was that was a good word to me. You know, yeah. I got to, I got to stop. What do I have to complain about? You know, I got to be <laughs> thankful and praise God." So anyway, love the Lord. He's changed my life from 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 a really rough nothing to to something. I hope that. has has been helpful to people. That's what I want to be, you know, helpful to him.
1: Amen, Tom. And you know, Tom, I, because of our friendship, I I know you as potentially one of the most humble men I've ever met, honestly. And I know you would never want to take credit Uh or anything like that, Tom, because I know your heart, but I wanted to share just a, a quick little testimony, Tom, a little story because I had the privilege and honor just very recently to be at an event that you were at as well. Tom, you were out there with your Gideon New Testaments, and we were at a college, and we were doing an event there, and Tom, you were out there sharing the gospel, and I say this loosely, and hear me out. Tom, you were in people's faces, not that you were invading their spaces, but you were in there letting them know that they are loved, letting them know that God loves them. And Tom, I watched you do this, and I don't remember what the number was, and and you're probably going to be really humble about it, but Tom, you were able to pass out, hand out many New Testaments that day. Tom, I don't remember what the number was. It was almost 200, wasn't it?
0: It, it was, uh, between a group of us, you know, there were 295, I think, which was a blessing. You know, the campus was fairly closed, so it was right. great to be able to share. But, yeah, you know, it's it's easier to do that sometimes when you're in a group like that than it is when you're just meeting somebody on the street, I think. Sure. And New York's so good at that. So, you know, it was fun. The basketball teams were there. The, uh, the soccer teams were there, and they were all up in their little groups, and so it was fun to be able to go over and talk to them and get to you know as many of them are from foreign countries, which was interesting. So, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was fun. And if we do it, it's fun. We share the gospel. It's so fun. It's yeah. not it so easy to get scared, you know, or whatever. I find myself getting scared so often. Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, Absolutely. If you go charge ahead with it, it, it uh, um, or just, you know, just that prayer thing. But I think it develops that relationship. At least that first encounter with the person is so important that you, you know, that the love of Christ comes through you somehow, some way, because you you feel like you care rather than just, you know, you're another person and another number on the thing. You know, we got, we share like 295 scriptures that day, but, you know, how many, you know, I don't know how What real difference we made, but hopefully, uh, it's a matter of that eye-to-eye contact. That
1: yes, sir. uh,
0: Caring, loving, is so important and so hard to do sometimes. You know, I'd love to share the gospel in those circumstances. Where I get in trouble is on the street. You know, (laughs) but. uh,
1: Amen, brother. Tom, I'm I'm super glad that you were able to articulate your heart in that, because I saw you in action, which is absolutely beautiful, but to hear your heart in it, and you're like, just to, to take that word, and it's one thing to hand a Bible to somebody, right? But it's another thing to right. also show them that, you know what, like, there's somebody who cares, there's somebody who's willing to listen, Tom, and then like you said earlier, like, Asking someone how you can pray for them. I I can't even count on my fingers and toes, Tom, the number of times where I ask that question and people say, I've never been asked that before. And it just astounds Mm me that they're like, no one's ever asked you to pray for them. I'll share this quick testimony, Tom. I was in a restaurant just a few months back and I had been in that restaurant about a year in advance in one of our cities. And it was interesting. I met the waitress and I prayed for her. Uh, But again, it was over a year ago that that happened the first time. And then I went back to that restaurant and I was in there with two pastors. They decided to meet in that restaurant. And I walked up and I sat down at the table and Tom, there was a name written on the napkin there. And I'm like, well, I'm assuming that's the waitress's name. And lo and behold, I looked at the name and I remembered her from the time before, Tom. And I'm like, it was such a unique Uh spelling and so forth. Like, oh my goodness, this has to be her. Well, sure enough, she ends up walking up to our table and I say to her, Michaela, I said, do you remember me? And she said, oh, do I, do I remember you? And I said, well, what is it that you remember about me? And she said, well, you asked me how you could pray for me. And I said, Well, why was that so memorable? Because she said, Well, no one had ever asked me that question before in my whole life. And no one has ever asked me that question since. And she said, If you just have a couple of minutes, I want to share how God has answered that prayer that you prayed for me over a year ago. And there were four specific things that she had asked for. And she said, Now, He hasn't fully answered all four of them. She said, the fourth one was to pray for my teenage daughter. And she said, I still have a teenage daughter. So she said, (laughs) I'm I'm still working through that one. But she said, God answered all the other three. And, you know, Tom, that just astounded me. And it just really saddens my heart because, Tom, it's really not that hard to say, you know, how can I pray for you and God loves you, and that kind of a thing, but if we're not familiar with it, you know, the Bible says in Proverbs that the fear of man is a snare. It's a trap. It can trap us, Tom, and we can be trapped into thinking all kinds of things that might happen to us, or we might preconceive how they'll react to that question, but Tom, I've found, and you've probably found as well, we cannot predict what god has already been doing on the front side of that encounter
0: amen i mean well, that's such a beautiful story wow that is powerful you know we're commanded to do such and it's it's, it's life giving to us it is to it is that's the thing that's crazy about it isn't it we keep shut ourselves down The devil, whatever we shut ourselves down and yet it's such a life giving thing that to share the gospel, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah, well, and that story, huh?
1: Yeah. Well, Jesus said it's better to give than to receive, right? He said that in the Book of Acts. And you know, Tom, <laughs> you're giving the gospel. There really is no greater joy from from my experience. You know, thirty some years, I've been walking with the Lord. And Tom, there is no greater. There's no greater joy. There's no greater love. There's no greater experience. You know, I I shared this analogy Mm. one time, Tom, and I said, you know, if you had the cure to cancer and if the Lord spoke to you and said, here's the the cure to cancer, write this down on a piece of paper. You know, if you took that piece of paper and you wadded it up and shoved it in your pocket and you never told anybody about it, like what kind of guy would you think I am? You know, if I have the cure Mm -hmm. to cancer, but I never shared it. And I think about that with the gospel, Tom, it's the greatest miracle ever. And yet many of us, because of fear, we wad it up and keep it in our pockets and we never share it. And what a great blessing or great opportunity that we have as believers just to share the good news. I've heard it phrased this way, Tom, it's just like one beggar showing another beggar where to find bread. Mm, Wow.
0: That's awesome. On these days of uh, of the uncertainty with the war overseas and everything. And, and, you know, we had a Bible say this morning, I was so good about miracles. We so often overlook the miracles that God's doing in our lives. Amen. um, We we think they're coincidence or they're, you know, something. But we need to uh, praise him continually for those little things. And uh, we need to, I'm praying I'm praying for those Ukrainians, that's for sure, uh, have been there and uh, great people and uh, see uh, what's going on and stuff. But, you know, it's uh, we have victory through Christ. Amen. No matter what happens. And you see that, see that uh, there's no fear in many of those people, and many of them are Christians and praying, and, uh, and uh, God is answering prayer. But he does that so simply in each of our lives, each day. Uh, how he takes care of us, gives us breath, gives us, let's go get our bed. You know, there's so many things he does every day. And, uh, you know, he'll never leave us and forsake us. So that's that's a great thing.
1: That's a good truth, Um,
0: brother. True.
1: I want to share out of the scriptures. I want to share just a couple of quick stories here and as I promised you Tom the time would totally fly and it has already yeah. and we're to the point where we need to start to wrap it up but Tom a couple of stories out of the scriptures yeah. and this may hit you you may have heard these particular passages read these stories shared before but you might not looked at it through the lens of evangelism and discipleship. Uh, first of all, starting in Mark chapter 5, and this is the story of the man at the Gadarenes, place called the Gadarenes. He lived in the tombs, right? He lived in a graveyard. And Jesus encountered him, right? And I'm not going to read all of the verses for time's sake, but I want to bring a couple of verses out to your attention because, as you know, he met Jesus. Jesus spoke to him. He was demon-possessed. Jesus had the demons identify themselves, and they said, we are legion. We are many. So the man was possessed with multiple demons. Long story short, he encountered Jesus. Jesus cast the demons out of the man. They went into a herd of pigs and they went over a cliff and they died in the sea. But a couple of things I want to point out, starting in verse 15, then they came to Jesus. This is the townspeople. Okay. The townspeople came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Tom, they were fearful. Hmm. Wait a minute. This man has just been delivered by Jesus. He was full of demons. He used to live in the graveyard. He used to cut himself and broke out of every chain that they tried to bind him with. And here he was clothed in his right mind. And the people were afraid. And those who saw it told them how it happened to him that had been demon possessed, and about the swine, and they began to plead with him to depart from their region. So these people were so afraid they said, "Jesus, get out of here!" And when he got into the boat, he who had been demon possessed. So this man that had been delivered begged him that he might be with him. He basically said, Lord, let me hang out with you, right? You have set me free. I want to hang out with you. But Jesus did not permit him. But he said to him, go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. Listen to this, Tom, in view of discipleship and evangelism, verse 20 And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis, which is in 10 cities it's defined as, all that Jesus has done for him and all marvel. So do you realize why Jesus wouldn't let him come? Because he had work to do in his own city, Tom. Mm. Jesus had called the man. He had set him free. And, and the man's like, I want to hang out with you, Jesus. You've changed my life. But Jesus said, no, I mm-hmm. need you to stay behind and tell all of your friends. And that's what he did. He went about in 10 cities, all of his neighbors, Tom. And what did he do? We we would say he evangelized. Well, I don't think he even knew what the word was. He just began yeah, to tell yeah. all the things that Jesus did for him. And I think that is When you talk about discipleship in a community, Tom, that's exactly what it is. It doesn't mean that we have to fully know and understand and can define with Webster's dictionary what discipleship means. It means, what did Jesus do for you, and are you willing to tell anybody about that? Tom, as we wrap up here, walk us through, you have probably seen really good things happen in the city that you live in. I'm sure you've seen really bad things that have happened in the city that you live in and probably some ugly things as well. But Tom, take us through what helps keep you stirred, what helps keep you on fire and what helps keep you on the right path with Jesus.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I've, as we've just seen some transformations in our business here, um, you know, i it was a time when I thought I had to excel and go, I want to go into ministry, but I'm not a preacher. So anyway, my goal and desire was to, you know, that every employee would come to know Christ as their Savior. And the more I tried to do it myself or whatever, the more shut off everybody was. Eventually, we had an office manager that was really, really tough. She uh, was able to share the gospel with her one time, and she uh, prayed to receive Christ. And this transformation in her life is so overwhelmingly amazing to see her change from and now be to- totally filled with the Spirit, totally excited about serving Jesus. See, she, she sees the miracles that God does and uh, praises Him nonstop. Her family's been changed. Uh, it's just uh, exciting. So, yeah, that keeps me excited uh, in that regard. And we've got new young people coming into this business all the time. Car business is a tough business, and you can get eaten up fast in it. And of course, we need to keep our eyes on him. And uh, yeah, we've seen—I've seen him uh, bring us through situations that were amazing. I started a business in another town and lost oh over two million dollars. And thought we'd lose everything we had. And I saw God work a miracle. He pulled us through that, and uh, we were. Able to pay back the debt that I had incurred by that terrible loss, and uh, I don't know how I did it. I honestly don't know how it happened, but it was a miracle, and uh, that's all I can say. So, yes, you know, when when you see that happen in your life, you want to proclaim the good news of Christ everywhere. But yeah, we've been around the world uh, in many different areas and seen God work amazing things. So I'm just thankful to Him. He's yeah, it's awesome.
1: He's awesome. Amen. I pray that the listeners are picking up on the fact that, of how humble you are, Tom, and, and why uh, why I think that so much. But, Tom, what I'm hearing is the Lord is on your side, brother. The Lord is on your side. Mm. You said he, he's done mm. miracles in your life. Tom, You've you've already testified of several. And as I mentioned, time flies when we're on this. But, Tom, God has been so good to you. And so he always mm-hmm. keeps us humble. He always helps us be bring that humility out and that gratefulness in our heart. It makes it a lot easier to share the gospel because you're talking about the same topic, the same kind of thing that the man at the Gadarenes talked about. This man delivered me, Tom. This man set me free from Amen. all of my chains, yeah. and Tom, yeah. it doesn't even have to be physical chains, does it?
0: No, no. I there was a time when I woke up at night and thought my wife's going to kill me. We're going to lose our house everything else we've got in here. And um, you know, he just—I shook in bed. I absolutely shook. Didn't want to get out of bed, you know, that day. And yet, God delivered me from that. I mean, that's that's powerful. He can deliver you from it as anybody.
1: He's amazing. So good. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I know, as you mentioned, you you oh, said I'm well, not a preacher, but Tom, you have so much to share, so much to give. And what you what you shared oh. with us, Tom, that your yes, heart's man. desire is that every person that works for you would know Jesus. And that heart alone, that's no little task, Tom. That's a big task. But yet, the same thing happened to the man at the gatherings. Tom, he went into 10 cities and he told everybody about Jesus. And Tom, just that heart's desire for people to know you. And that's why you've been able to see some fruit, some fruit of your labor. And Tom, congratulations on on letting the Lord Lord. deliver you out of it. Amen. But man, I tell Mm -hmm. you, Tom, we're out of time. And you know what we ought to do, Tom? We ought to make it a point to come back and to share some more, Tom, because I know you've got more to share and the listeners are probably all sitting on the edges of their seats now. So, Tom, with your permission, I'd like to (laughs) have a a take two if that would be okay sometime. So uh, stay tuned. That'd
0: be be great. Thank you, Tom. Thank thank you. you so much.
1: Yeah, folks, so you've been listening to Time to Revive and listen, tune in again next week and we'll have another guest with more stories and more encouragement to share with you why we should get out there and tell about the love of the Lord. And thanks for tuning in.
0: Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Rise FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at risefmohio.com.
1: Rise FM Podcast Network.